We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the GSPN Trade Deadline Recap Podcast. We are here and... The prophecy has been foretold, I guess. Jay Crowder is a Milwaukee Buck, or will be. The trade has not actually been put through or announced by the teams yet, but that's pretty standard happening around the league. But the Bucks agreed in principle to terms with the Nets and Pacers. We will get into the exact trade, our thoughts on it, Crowder's role, etc., even extension talk. But I am Ty Windish of the Eurostep, joined by Rohan Kadi, the – who I don't even mm, – the Marquette. Is that an adjective? Yeah, yeah, That's let's fitting. do it. Mar- let's Marquette's make it own. Marquette's own Rohan Cotty and Jordan Tresky of the Great Win in Six podcast. I don't believe Marquette. Jordan joins me. I didn't go to college. So, not, so yeah. No, not no. Marquette grads here. <laughs> no, no. But <laughs> fellas, I mean, how's it going? I think I, I would – I don't want to say – I don't even want to ask if we're underwhelmed because the last time we spoke last night – Jordan didn't even think there was necessarily going to be a trade. Rohan and I felt pretty confidently. Not to, no, dunk on my man Jordan here, but. Yeah, Jordan, take that. You were wrong. <laughs> I welcome all the tomatoes thrown at me. <laughs> well, that's I all right. I mean, target. you were a lot less loud than me. It's Twitter all over. Kevin Durant's not going to get traded. Don't be ridiculous. Kevin Durant won't be traded. That happened too. We might touch on that a little later. Lots of other people are. Um, but how you feel about the trade and the deadline as a whole as it pertains to the Milwaukee Bucks now that they have acquired Jay Crowder? Well, as the skeptic of the Crowder uh, trade rumor cycle, um, we have reached the likely destination, I guess. How we got there, not at all what we imagined at all. The three-team deal did not even happen with the tee that he was uh, holding out from. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I guess you could say that all these things happen and, you know, the likely outcome 
finally happened as the Bucks were long to be considered favorites of Jay Crowder. Um, it just so happened that Kevin Durant had to get traded <laughs> Kevin in order Wayne. to really initiate this. Kevin Wayne Durant. Kevin Wayne, yeah. By the way, um, real quick, do you guys know Jay Crowder's full name? Because I didn't before I looked at B-Ball Ref oh, today. The, oh, man. Oh, I forgot. His middle name, it's like a very memorable middle name. His middle name is Jay. J-A-E. His first name is Corey. Corey J. Crowder. Mm. It's like a James Christian Middleton situation. Yes. Oh, they can bond over that. He made a he made the better call. I agree. Corey, a different yeah. player that we're talking about if his name was Corey Crowder. Corey Crowder. Corey Crowder's a Crowder shortstop. Like, Corey Crowder's yeah, a, a shortstop. Short, exactly. Corey Crowder like, bats two thirty seven, but he has a good glove. That's Corey Crowder. The guy that you bring up in AAA in like June <laughs> to really like get your fans going. Listen yeah. to Cruising for a Bruising wherever you find this podcast, uh, and check out more baseball talk. Check out real baseball talk. Uh, with Adam and Andrew, but um, so should I? Should I go through the trade, Rohan? What is your? Are you yes. underwhelmed? Are you whelmed, Rohan? Am I whelmed? I, whelmed? I guess I'm adequately whelmed. I guess yeah. uh, it's. Um, I this is like you mentioned. This is something we thought was going to happen. So I don't know. It's just it it happened. Like Jordan mentioned, it was not in the way that we thought it was going yeah. to. Uh, but it did end up happening. The same players that we predicted were going to go out. And they went out, the same players coming in that we thought. Jay Crowder's a Milwaukee Buck, Boss Man 99. Welcome back to the 414. Yeah, he's excited. He's tweeted twice. Um, he tweeted, Cut off my finger to save my hand. Well, yeah, that's implied. Cut off my finger to save my hand. I mean, I know Jordan, you and Adam do the tweets of Mike Dunlap. I think we may have to investigate adding on Eurostep a tweets of Jay Crowder because, I mean, I read that and I, I just watched Banshees of. An insurance, insurance. Sorry, Adam. It's a fake place, so I feel like I'm not really offending anyone. But uh, that's part of the movie. Spoiler alert! And I was like, oh, is does Jay Crowder watching the Oscar movies? Is that why this was, or is he just a guy who's like, I set out from the sun? That's like cutting off a finger. I, I don't know. Pretty intense tweet. His other tweet, though, once the details more came out, was about coming back to Milwaukee. He called it home, which you know, what no matter how he feels, really. Always plays well with the folks here, right? You call Milwaukee home. People get excited about it. I did too. I'll say I was excited. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. And I think, you know, I started to get worried that there could be teams like the Mavericks who could certainly use defense, other teams that needed a wing defender, maybe a Western Cleveland, Conference Cleveland team. Cleveland was the team that I always mm. was kind of like they yeah. feel like the team that would get I think the last tenure went so bad that they won't do it. When he was there in 18, they really hated him. <laughs> so I think that may have helped out the Bucks. But obviously with KD going to Phoenix, there was a thought that, you know, those those teams in the West would look for wing help. Memphis got Luke Kennard and the Pelicans got Josh Richardson. So I guess they weren't looking that hard for it. But um, Crowder ends up a buck. So it was nice to see it happen. And I think let's go now to the actual price um, for acquiring Crowder, which – I think has been a little bit muddled in the reporting, which is not surprising because, you know, the Bucks made a trade. Let's move on. was kind of the vibes here, as always. But the Bucks gave up five second-round picks in total. I've seen some people going five to the Nets and some to the Pacers, the team who took on all the Bucks players. That is not the case. They gave up five total picks. So Brooklyn gets Milwaukee's 2028 and 2029 seconds. That is essentially the price for Crowder. Indiana, the third team in this deal, gets 
the most favorable of the Bucks two seconds this year. So that is almost certainly going to be Cleveland's second round pick. It's a little complicated. The Bucks have their own and the worst of Cleveland Golden State. So Cleveland is probably going to have a better record than Golden State. So they won't get that one. They'll get Cleveland's and that'll be better than the Bucks unless something dramatic in the standings happens. So they'll have a pick in the 50s. They'll lose a pick in the 50s, essentially, is that one. And then the other two picks going out are the Pacers get their own 2025 second back. That's probably one of the Bucks' better second round picks. And Milwaukee's 2024. That is a little noteworthy. The Bucks also have the, the um, Trailblazers 24, which you'd presume is going to be a better pick than Milwaukee's own. So nice there. Is it a lot of second round picks? Yes. I don't know if anyone really cares. We'll, we'll talk about it if anyone cares about that. They also send out Jordan Wara, George Hill, Serge Ibaka. All three go to the Pacers. They are already buying out Ibaka reportedly. And again, this hasn't actually processed yet, but it will. Um, I, we don't know what they're going to do with Wara and Hill yet, TBD. None of those players could sign back with Milwaukee before anyone asks. Obviously, Ibaka probably wouldn't, but there's a no acquiring rule. You'd have to wait like a year or until the NBA calendar rolls over. Maybe the farther or it's one. A, it's, or it's like two teams. Like Yeah, if they went somewhere else, you could go. That's but, right. But they yeah. can't be traded now, so it's yeah. not really going to – it will take a while. Um, and obviously, the Bucks get Jay Crowder. Technically, something has to go from Indy to Brooklyn to complete this. It doesn't really matter, but that's just – it's going to be like – That'll be – it'll be a top 59 protected second round pick. The draft rights to Jordan Trusky is going to go uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> so be ready to report, Jordan. I'm ready. I'm ready to play for my team that's a f- – uh, I was about to drop a Nets <laughs> I'm, I'm holding back my Nets thoughts. <laughs> very oh. Buck-centric. So five second rounders, Wara, Hill, and Ibaka – the poo-poo platter. We knew the Bucks were offering all along. Maybe they stepped up the seconds, but they didn't budge on including Grayson or you know anyone who makes more. My read on this is it's a win. I mean, they got their guy. I I don't care if it's one or two more seconds. Like quite frankly, like again, the the one this year is going to suck. The ones in the future will probably suck too. You can get second rounders. John Horace continues to spend and reload. I feel like giving up three guys who aren't really rotation players on this team. For Crowder and seconds, it's just an uh, like just clearly a win for Milwaukee. Just just talk to talk to the Wizards; they'll give you second round picks for free, as they yeah. have, they've done in the past and continue to do. But no, yeah. I, I I agree with your I agree with your take, Ty. It's like on the on its face, it probably seems like oh my god, the Bucks are giving up this much for Jay Crowder, but it's like Jordan Wara not in the rotation, Serge Ibaka not with the team, George Hill. Sometimes in the rotation. He's yeah. the one I feel most bad about. Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. And like, so those three, it's not really impacting the rotation at all. Yeah. Uh, aside from like a sprinkling of George Hill every two or three games. And second round picks that you've detailed, probably not going to be good second round picks. Sorry. Maybe Sam, the Sam Merrill's of the world, the Yorgos <laughs> Kalitzikis's of the world. Uh, they're not going to, they're not going to end up in Milwaukee. And that's okay because that's the price you have to pay to get a guy like Jay Crowder, who we're like we're going to talk about, slots in perfectly yeah. with this Milwaukee Bucks team. Well, perfectly. spoiler so alert, think, Rohan. Jeez. <laughs> so I think this trade is an absolute win. Um, definitely had sticker shock when I saw the first Shams tweets. Um, when it just said Milwaukee is on the verge of acquiring Jay Crowder, or sorry, Corey Crowder. <laughs> um, from the Brooklyn Nets for five seconds. 
So when you see that, you're like, ooh, that's a lot. And then full picture, Rohan mentioned it. All three of those guys, George Hill too, he really hasn't played a lot in the last couple of months. Um, not in the rotation. Forrest picked up on this. Very similar to the PJ trade where they like to basically hand back a pick that they get from the team. So like the Rockets, the, I can't remember the, how it was. I think they, the Bucks had a second round pick from the Rockets that they essentially traded to them for PJ. Doesn't matter. It, yeah. Something like that where he likes to kind of, I guess, tie the loose ends. So it's, he's saying when the Pacers come into this deal, give you your pick that you gave us for some pride. Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was right. the Brogdon pick, oh, wasn't wait. it? Yeah. Was it? I'll look. I'll it might have been. It might have been. Either that or like Kalitzakis because they got multiple. Yeah, I think it was that. I think it was. I don't think it was Brogdon. I think those have those are gone now. I, that was like 2017, right? Like, I, I don't think it's that. Never mind. Could have been. Either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely had sticker shock, but the more you think about it, you're outcast or casting out three non-rotation players for a guy. Yeah, he hasn't played this year, but kind of think the time off probably helped him. You know, you got a lot of miles on your body. You played deep playoff runs. Maybe you <laughs> extended time off kind of heals someone like Jay Crowder up uh, for good, and you stay ready. I don't know. I just think it for what they needed and. Again, he's been long associated with the Bucks for as a trade target for quite some time now. It, it's the price you pay. You see all yeah. the other deals, and we'll get into it. But like, it wasn't like there was a low bar for second round picks being met. A lot of these deals that happened today were bandy about second round picks that, yeah, a lot of them don't mean anything. But still, I think I saw over a hundred second round picks change hands today total. So yeah, they were. They, that, that, this is the new thing, right? There's like a new vibe every trade deadline. This one was like literally a fistful of second round picks. The thing about these ones the Bucks are sending. Cause I mean, yeah, because all the first round picks are in New Orleans or OKC. Yeah. yeah. OKC has like 34 total picks. I don't want to do this. Maybe in seven is, years. This can be an offseason pod. But who's the best player that their team maybe doesn't want to trade, but you call and offer 34 total picks and they're like, okay, yeah, uh, all right, 34 picks you say? Okay, I'll trade. Is it Dame? I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but I think like the Bucks picks, like for example, like 2024 Bucks second. If the wheels don't fall off, that's like what a 54th or worst pick. You can buy those. You actually can just go get another one. If you really like someone who's that low in the draft, like those get sold pretty routinely, not to, like just cash, not even um, sending a, a player away. Um, and obviously, you know, the Bucks will have some decisions to make on players under contract, not, not under contract. Maybe you recoup some in a deal. Who knows? But um, I think certainly it's the price you pay. And I think it's kind of funny that it seems like Crowder costs two second-round picks. Salary dumping three players costs three. I mean, that's how – I mean, I guess it's not really the Bucks' business how Indiana and Brooklyn figured out that part of it. I mean, we knew it was likely going to be a third-team trade all along. I guess we probably didn't anticipate it would just be a straight dump. I think we kind of hoped the team would like those players. It's maybe Indy does like Hill or, or Wara. It's they sure didn't put that out there though, because they got the majority of the picks in the trade just to eat those guys. They had to wave, I think, Terry Taylor, Goga Batazde to make some spots. Goga maybe an interesting guy for the Bucks to look at. We'll talk about 
buyouts later. There's a billion guards on the market right now uh, that could maybe replace that George Hill, Jeff Teague sort of role. But yeah, I just think, you know, it, the not having to include Grayson or certainly the first round pick or Marjan Bochamp, I mean, those were, Grayson, I would say, not premier. Marjan and the first are your premier assets. Not having to part with any of that stuff to get one of, I don't want to say few, but probably one of the few clear upgrades to the rotation in the Bucks' general price range that was moved. Like they weren't going to get Katie or Kyrie, right? Like some of those players were just way too expensive. How many other players who moved for multiple seconds would have been a better fit, better player for Milwaukee than Crowder? Not that many, I think, when you look around the league uh, in the in the hole. I mean, if there was a first or more needed, that's a different story. The Bucks didn't want to do that. But I think you got to feel pretty good about making, I don't know, Jordan, you have thoughts on this, as significant an upgrade at least as any other team in the East outside of, I guess, Toronto, who who really cares? Yeah. I mean, we saw one contender basically dissolve before our eyes, so that takes away one. Sixers did some uh, moves, but I don't really see them as, I guess – Valuable. I don't see it on the level of Crowder for sure. Celtics the same. Another guy, Mike Muscal, who does kind of get the Bucks fits for you know shooting big, but how does that hold up? And it's big insurance, but it's not uh, Jakob Pertl, uh to say the least. Um, yeah, I I think too. Um, I had a point, and now I'm forgetting. Gosh darn it! Oh, the 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 trade that I was kind of. You mentioned like what player that got dealt that would have kind of been within what the Bucks could trade for. Um, I thought Josh Hart just because of his contracts and it was really Cam Reddish and a protected first, right? Yep. So it wasn't like a big, that's not a big move, even though Hart has like a, it's a, he has a weird contract too next year. It's like a player option, but it's non guaranteed. So it's like who really has control over his future. I thought that was kind of like on par to like what the Bucks could do for a, a move like this. But the one big difference is that Crowder was on a team that he wasn't even playing for this year. Goes to a team that they made it very clear that they, they don't necessarily want him. Um, it would fetch more assets for him. So. Yeah, I, I I don't think there was another kind of comp or something else that could have, that the Bucks could have done without putting in someone like Grayson Allen or Marjan or go down the line of guys that you're not gonna you don't want to trade necessarily. But I, I don't know. Also, by the way, the the 2025 Indiana second is from the Brogdon trade. Ah. Oh, it is the farthest one. Also, by the way. Um, I know I've been saying it's not official yet. It is now. The Pacers put out first. Oh, nice. And a couple missing things. Actually, just one. Uh, oh, two, actually. James Johnson also got waived. Bloodsport, Rohan's close personal oh, friend. Let's sign him. Sign him. Sign um, him. Best player available. And the Brooklyn sent cash to Indy. So that's the uh, completing okay, that's the loop. It's Hang an, the banner. It's an NBA-CBA rule that all the teams have to, quote-unquote, touch each other when they make a multiple-team trade, which is why – you know, more than three or four gets gets pretty ridiculous. I was actually wondering if this would be – I wonder if this is all part of the KD trade. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, 
Maybe that's how they structured it, or maybe no. I, it probably I depends. The are making that official. I don't think it is. The 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 Suns made their trade official too. When yeah, did they make? Did they make theirs official before we started? No, like just like five minutes ago. Or something. Oh, so maybe it is. Oh. It doesn't really matter. It, it it it's literally a curiosity thing. It doesn't. Yeah, the, 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 the Nets just sent is... out their "Thank you, Kevin" tweet, and what? it's yeah, it's being incorporated into a four team deal with the Bucks and Pacers. Kevin Durant. Oh, so it is. Yeah. Boom. Kevin Durant. So the Bucks are involved in the KD trade? Question mark exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Can we talk about Kevin Durant as a net winning less playoff series than Eric Bledsoe as a Buck? Oof. Ooh. Wait, is that not true? That's, That's not true. It is, is it? no. Not it is true. true. Yeah. They they won one they playoff won series. One. Yeah. I was. I had my That's timeline a one, two, messed up. Three. Uh. Three. Yeah. Orlando. Detroit, Orlando, or Detroit, and Boston. Boston. Yep. Eric Bledsoe, NBA legend. Uh, I don't want to talk. Well, nah, yeah, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Um, Tony Snell. Tony Snell is about yes. probably one more as well. <laughs> Potential buyout guy. Um, but let's talk about. Should we do fit on the team? Yeah, or let's extension? do that. Let's talk actual. Let's talk actual Jay Crowder. Because I feel like that's getting lost in all the transactional stuff. It's like, yeah. okay, the Bucks have Jay Crowder now. What does that mean? We talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday when we last recorded, but in terms of what Jay Crowder can bring to this team, he can bring a as a, he's a switchable defender. You can switch him one through four, versatile defender. Even if even if you switch him one through five, you're not like super upset about it, especially with the way fives play these days. Uh, he's not. Don't expect him to do a lot on offense besides space the floor and be streaky. He is a very streaky shooter. Uh, he's either just killing the other team or he's killing your team and there's no in-between on offense. Um, but what you're getting is the Bucks get leaning back into their full defensive identity. If they can have a lineup that is Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez, they get back to what they were doing when they won the title, and that's just overwhelming teams. You are out-muscling teams, you are winning the possession battle, and you are playing hard-nosed defense every single possession down the court. So that's what Jay Crowder bring, brings. He may, lets the Bucks be who the Bucks are built to be. They're built around Drew Holiday, uh, Giannis, Brooke leading the defensive charge. You have Chris Middleton as a bulk, uh, like a, a shot creator. You have Giannis being Giannis. You have like all of these other guys who are capable defenders. Jay Crowder slots right into that. He slots right into what the Bucks want to do. He slots right into what Bud wants to do. And he slots right into what the Bucks are elite at. Um, sorry. Mm. I just saw a Shams tweet that the Bucks had actually pursued Fred Van Vliet. Oh. That true? That is weird. From when? Uh, from their, uh, the rally. Oh, from the, the oh, rally. Yeah. I think that is uh, Bally's flagship. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't even. There's so many. There's so many ads from Sean. I uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I got sidetracked from that. Um, yes, Jay Crowder. I mean, they will take any wing defender, uh, standstill shooter that plays well off the ball. Jay Crowder has made that his living for the last ten years in the NBA. Um, I've seen some. I saw a lot of, um, I guess, not criticism, but uh, the biggest questions I saw from, like, NBA people 
that aren't necessarily plugged into the Bucks. There's more of like general NBA people. Is that like if you're expecting Jay Crowder to kind of be the the wing defender, like three two, basically kind of what he was doing for the Suns, he might be a little bit um, overmatched in that role. I would say now that he's part of the Bucks, you have Drew Holiday that can really take that off his hands. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think about the Bucks and who they have to, you know, get past Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, James Harden, you could, I could easily see Crowder match up some. Um, I'm probably missing Donovan Mitchell. Uh, not necessarily like I, how the Bucks play defense and how they assign, um, uh, you know, roles or, you know, it's not just like one guy you're glued on them. They like yeah. sending a committee of defenders on guys over the course of 48 minutes. Jay Crowder. Yeah. Is he going to be the best defender on guys that are like Darius Garland who can really slither past guys very easily? I don't necessarily think that's his, his best role. So I agree with that kind of criticism, but like things are made easier when you have Drew Holiday. <laughs> Well, and the other thing is defensive team guy. Yeah, they have Drew. Drew is really like one through four, maybe even five. He can he can truly credibly guard anyone just about, especially on a switch or whatever. They have a really specialized second line of defenders now, which I think is the really intriguing part about this is that they have Drew who can guard anyone. Obviously, the back line is going to be Giannis and Brooke always, but now you have Javon Carter for the small guys. Your Darius Garland's like that's. That's going to be – Javon is going to pick up minutes on those guys. Wes Matthews is kind of your in-between now, and I think he can scale up a little bit. And then the bigger wings is Jay Crowder. So it's really – it's not like – like you say, this isn't like a Royce O'Neal in Utah situation or a Dorian Finney-Smith in Dallas where they're just like – the Bucks aren't expecting to be like, okay, Jay Crowder, you hound whoever the best perimeter player is. They don't, they don't need to do that. Like they – he is going to be a second line of defense player – on probably pretty much any matchup unless unless he becomes a starter, which I don't foresee. We'll talk about it. It's an interesting idea. We talk about the fifth starter every year. But I, I just think he's not going to be asked to be like 40 minutes a game on Tatum, I don't think. I, I think he'll be 20 minutes a game on Tatum, which is just fine because you've got Wes, you've got Drew, you've got hopefully, you know, knock on wood, a healthy Chris Middleton who can take some shifts too. Giannis. Probably won't be a primary. You've got Giannis. I mean, again, Brooke on the back line and, and series where he's able to play a lot. So I think the the versatility and just the amount of looks that you can give. And I think, you know, Crowder's strength, I think big wings is going to be his main thing. And Wes has done a really good job. I think my biggest question about fit is there's, I think there is overlap there. How are those two used? Are they used together? Are they either or? Is it matchup based? Is it I don't know. Does one slide in ahead of the other when they're all healthy and up to speed? Who's, who's shooting? Who's shooting better? Yeah, but that's just hard to. It's hard to read. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. see. I think that's going to be the hardest part of this to figure out. But I also think. I mean, again, Crowder is not a knockdown shooter. He is a more consistent scorer than Wes Matthews has been for years. Than PJ Tucker has been for years. I mean, you look at his. He shot thirty percent in the playoffs last year. He still scored over nine points a game, which is not nothing. Like that's that's meaningful. That's like around what Grayson gives you on really good shooting because he shoots more and he attacks the basket as well as shooting threes. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how they figure it out. But I know I love having 
that arrow in the quiver, that undisputed yes. like you you're not worried. Again, is he going to shut down Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant? That's less of a concern now until a potential finals. Whoever, no. But is anyone like it, no? Not really. I mean, PJ wasn't shutting down Kevin Durant. He made it work, and I think that's how that's how you win series against these elite players. Is you make them work for it, and you try to get more on the other end. And I think PJ Tucker is a better, and that's going to be the comp people have in their minds, right? And I think Zach Lowe said this. I'm pretty sure on on the trade show today. It was just their eventual PJ replacement. I think kind of yes, but they're different players. They're leaning more offensive. Despite this being a defensive move for their current roster, this is a more offensive, I'd say not as skilled defensively, not as good of a rebounder, but more versatile offensively version of, of PJ. And I'm really interested to see what that looks like in a grimy playoff series and the trade-off there that the Bucks are making. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, I, th- I think too. Like, I think we talked about before the podcast. I could easily see Crowder being a starter come playoff time, and when he gets his legs under him, you yeah. Know what I mean? Like, currently, Pat and Grayson are starting, and it, it's there. I don't want them to root necessarily <laughs> uh, funk that up until Chris is really ready for big time minutes. The same goes for Crowder. Like, let him. Do what they did with PJ, kind of find his footing. Of course, you don't want to have a an injury happen that opens the door for him to do that. But I think ultimately, as you mentioned, Arrow and the Quiver, there are going to be some series where you have to lean on uh, Crowder more than Ingles, especially. 
Um, yeah. Especially if you're going to, you're not going to put Ingles on Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. <laughs> I, I, is, is I hope not. I, I mean, I you might not. just to like, to just to, I know you, it's not an ideal way to do it, but you, you just like, <laughs> he, don't, to, don't give him any ideas. God, just don't do it. He did yeah. get some Donovan Mitchell shifts in the regular season. So we'll see. That is right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it, there's going to be some series where that happens. Bobby Portis, we know his yep. defensive limitations. And when you go small, Jay Crowder is kind of a perfect small ball four next to Giannis. And I think um, especially – I don't want to cut you off just quickly. Especially like a three-headed monster lineup. Not three-headed monster. Oh. But like almost like a triple four lineup of Crowder, Chris, Pat. That's like a lot of size two through four. So even if Crowder isn't huge – you're still overall big while being extremely switchable, which I think is pretty exciting. But go ahead, Jordan. No, I just I to your point, like I this whole um thing of like going through we saw the Bucks win the title with the barest bones possible. It was seven people and then a Jeff T cameo an occasional cameo from Elijah Bryant or Jordan War or whatever. Um, now it's about like being as adaptable as they can be. And last year they weren't able to do that because of Chris getting hurt, but they damn near got close to it. And this year, again, knocking on wood, um, it, it, it's just about having all those options, having all those options that you can do. Uh, here's a, uh, fun set. Ty, you mentioned that he shot, uh, getting back to the offense a little bit. Yeah. He shot 30% from three in the playoffs. You want to know how streaky he is? Uh, against the Pelicans, he shot 12% from three, <laughs> but against the, the Mavs, he shot 43%. Yeah. So it's that when I say he's either killing the other team or he's killing your team, that's very, very accurate. Is there, he was a- not, I, sorry, he was not the problem in that Masters. No, no that's for sure. What did he? Do you have the full series stats up in front of you, Rohan? I can. I can do it. What did he? What did he score against the Pelicans per game? Is my would be my just my question. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm legitimately curious. But against the Pelicans, yeah, when he shot twelve percent from three. Um, but the, uh, I think. 40, yeah, one second. He, he was Matt still. Lodge. He was still. Yeah, he was still doing like seven point three yeah. points. Per so game. it's it's not that's the thing about he's not totally shot dependent. Like he'll find ways to score at least a little bit, which I do think matters. Um, he's very Wes Matthews. Yeah, just I, 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 a little I, younger. I think that's where yeah, maybe a little bit more size, so you can kind of clean up on like garbage. Yeah, you know, second chance buckets. But yeah, I, I, that's kind of who I think of Jay Crowder. Not, not necessarily PJ Tucker. No, yeah, I don't think player type, they're all that yeah. similar. I think it's more of like role for this Bucks. Like they're big oh, defensive. Yeah. So that, that's what they got. And I think you and Adam, I believe, talked about this on a recent pod. And I don't want to do the whole thing right now, but certainly looks like it's going to be one of the best overall teams the Bucks have ever had. I mean, in the honest era, maybe outside of it, comparing this to 71 or 74 is obviously difficult. So much has changed. But I mean, you look at, I think they credibly go 11 deep. Um, let's just say Grayson is the starter, so the starting five. Then positionally, Javon Carter, Joe Ingles, Wes Matthews, Jay Crowder, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, all in that group. I mean, I, I don't worry about really playing any of those guys. And the one you, the two you'd say is like, okay, 
maybe Bobby some series, maybe Brooke some others, but you clearly have the versatility now to make up for that. And they're still going to play some. And like if Grayson and Joe struggle against a wing team, you have Wes and Crowder and Pat to all slide in there that those are guys that even if the shot is off, you just trust them to hold their own defensively, find ways to add value. I mean, it they really feels like they loaded up on guys that you're just like, you just trust them to help somehow. And, and I'd say Grayson is maybe the most tenuous, but I, we think he'll be better with Chris healthy. And if he's not, you have the insurance. Like they're not going to be like, oh God, we have to play Elijah Bryant, who we just signed. We have to play Bryn Forbes. No, they really who's, don't. Who's getting bought out? Yeah. We, he's already, already been waived, right? Yeah. He, he's going to be here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I guess. I, I don't know. We, we can talk in a minute about what we want from buyouts or potential candidates. But I didn't even mention Bochamp, who is like, I think we're all excited about. He's still a buck. Don't think he's going to factor into the playoffs at all. And that's just fine. That's too deep. That too is deep. just fine. Yeah. He can learn a lot and improve as a player and be ready to help more next year. We'll see how the roster shapes up then. But again, you're not going to go 12 deep. And I don't think Bochamp is ready to contribute now more than any of the 11 players I just said. 11 players? Well, even It's crazy. I, I don't want to think of – I don't want to say this about Wes because he has really turned it on, but, like, the fact that we can think of him as, like, break glass in case – Guy of number 11. Kind of yeah. Rotation. Yeah, like, he could turn it on for a couple of weeks. It's not necessarily as consistent as you'd like it to be, but it, you have to consider that he's a 35-year-old guy that – yeah, Miles just catch up to him, you know that kind of thing. Post Achilles, right? Yeah, yeah. several several years ago, but several still, years, that's yeah. that's not nothing. Yeah. So Rohan, but it's just yeah. Go ahead. Does peak Jay Crowder become a starter on the Milwaukee Bucks? Ooh, okay, that's a that's a fun question. Um, and uh, I say. I say no. Oh, bait and switch. I say no. I say no. Because the only, like, we we know Bud likes to stick with his lineups. Uh, like Even though last year they made the switch from Grayson Allen to Wes Matthews uh, by the end of the regular season going into the playoffs. Um, la- the season before that, the title team, like, they, they started P.J. Tucker only when Dante got hurt. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. And that's like, it may be difficult for people to like register that because it's like, Oh my God, all this hype for a guy who's not going to start. And it's like, sure. He might start. He might close games. Yeah, and that's, that's, prob- the... that's more important. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he starts. I think if you're trying to get the most value out of Grayson Allen, it's him as a starter. So it's not, it's not, it's not a lot about Crowder. I think it's more about Grayson. Jordan, I can see that. I mean, this is this. We must have had a podcast. I think we had a crossover of who was it? Oh, it is. It was either Stark Grayson or oh Javon. Yep. And it's like it's always Grayson's the ceiling guy. The floor is Javon. That don't quote me on that. But like that was like my argument that I was trying to say is like at their best, Grayson Allen is hitting shots and doing what he does and. To your point of like, I think this season's Grayson Allen can hold up better than last year's, and that isn't just necessarily all on just having Chris. Yeah, I I think we're actually seeing him more improved 
to quote the great Mike Dunlap, I think he's a thirsty defender. Um, so he's really he's really put it together that way. Um, I agree. With it's that. not even just the defense. Taking it Sorry. to the rim. Uh, taking it to the rim. Yeah, taking it to the rim, being able to pass. Like he's gotten so much better at that than he well, was at the start like, of the year. He's chases down loose balls. Like what yeah. game was it where he's like going into the stands? I think it was the last the Heat game. Maybe. I think it was. I, I it think was also the, the focus on offensive rebounding has been good for him because of his athleticism. He gets a lot of tip outs. Like he, yes, he's, keeps he's possessions been, he's been alive. really key at that. Like I, he's, he's finding, he's finding more ways to impact the game. Last year, it was like if he's open for a three or not, that's, that's all Grayson yeah. Allen's role has, but it's, it's expanded so, so much over the course of the season that he is still providing value. Like he's, even though he's, I still believe he's the Bucks leading three point shooter this season. At least uh, of guys who shoot a lot, he has been. Uh, he has maintained the efficiency. He, oh yeah, they're they're both over That's forty. Over 40. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone check while I'm talking. But it, it's uh, it's I'll, just quickly. It's impressive that Grayson has maintained that efficiency while clearly focusing on other avenues of his game. Yes, yes. But what I'm trying to say is, like, he's gone through his spells of not shooting the ball well. He's gone through his spells where he is. He's on fire. He's shooting the ball really well, but. One thing that's remained consistent throughout all of those is that he is impacting the game. He is impacting the game so, so well. Jordan, did you see it at the same time? Yeah. You're both right. Do you want to do it? No, go ahead. They're tied? Yeah. They both have the same. Wait, wait, wait. I I bet they don't. I bet they don't. I want the exact number. I'm going to divide live on air. What is it? 40.5. 40.5%. AJ Green is at 40%, by the way. Read the GSPN Substack for my chat with AJ. Yes. Huh? This might be a natural segue to buyout guys. Um, because obviously they have two roster spots open. Yes. My yes, they do. sneaking suspicion is do they Grayson's Grayson's a little bit higher. You have to go to a little bit higher. You have to go to the seventh decimal, I think, but Grayson's a little higher. <laughs> So you heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> uh, but sorry, Jordan, continue. Yeah, they, yeah. You think they're going to convert AJ? It's a possibility. I don't think it's out of that question. So I I think what position they go for is it, well, the first question. Do they fill both? Um, I tweeted this. If they don't, I'm fine with that. We just talked about how deep they are. I, I wouldn't. I don't really expect the. They have to sign at least one, I believe. I'd have to look. I think you can go yeah, for like yeah, up to right. up to two weeks with only thirteen, but you can't do it all year. It's a CBA rule, so a cheap team couldn't roster like twelve guys and put NBA players out of work, basically. So they'll need to fill that spot. They can do ten days for a while to hit like lessen the tax bill, which I believe did go up as part of this Crowder trade. Um, yeah, I have the the number from, uh, of course, Buck's Godfather. Blogfather. Frank Bad. Yeah. The projected tax number swells to seventy-seven million dollars and could eclipse eighty million, depending on who the bucks up. Someone someone mentioned Luke Cornett? <laughs> Frank Madden did. That's what he did at the salary cap suite. <laughs> um but the- But it's it's it also shows that again, like we talked about this previously, like before the season. Bucks ownership is all in. Yeah, I mean it's I'm, and, like it, credit where credits due. We we've criticized yes. them when they when they when they've cheaped out, so we should compliment them when they're not, and that's what they're doing right now. So credit to them. I agree. They learned their lesson. Yes, yes they did. Um, but I, I what I was gonna say is, if they don't fill both, I'm not gonna be mad. I mean, I don't really expect the 14th guy to have that much of an impact. I mean, we know whoever it is probably slots in higher than 14 because of 
you know, some of the players toward the back end of the roster. Sorry, Rohan. Um, listen to Thanalysis, wherever you find this podcast, free plug in exchange for that remark. Um, but Is the analysis on Repod? I, I would think so. Listen to all GSPN pods on Repod. Um, we have special discussion there too. I don't post something juicy in this one. But the great Jim Ozarski reported on the Point Forward podcast, and I think on Twitter as well, that they – I think from a talk with Bucks ownership he mentioned. I, I don't want to misattribute that. But that it's, this is the report. Let me not, let me not say anything <laughs> wrong. There, there is a limit. It's the, the, his words on the pod were, this isn't Golden State. So there is an upper limit that Horse knew about, and he didn't get to it with this move. So we'll see if that means they're going to fill both spots or what. But, I mean, that's a pretty damn high upper limit at that point if this still didn't get there, um, which, is, which is good. I mean, it's, you know, I think in years past we've wondered, has John Horse been hamstrung, especially the PJ offseason? Because clearly they could have kept him if they wanted to. He doesn't seem very hamstrung this year, which, as you say, Rohan, is – does deserve credit. I mean, it's it's what you should be doing, but it's still you credit for doing it. So, um, John Horst unleashed. He and I think the results have been pretty damn good. Um, True. We'll see who this buyout guy is. But Jim also said on the Point Forward podcast from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, it's a great, good pod, good, good, worth listening to. It's a great episode today. Um, that he thinks point guard is what they're going to look for to replace Hill. He made it sound like, and again, this is this is Jim Osarski. This isn't the Bucks take, but obviously Jim is talking. The people around the Bucks pretty often said once Bobby's back, sometime hopefully not too long after All Star, that big is just not as much of a concern for them. Which I would sure like one as an emergency valve. I get the thinking on not, but I personally would rather see a big than a point guard. Where do you guys come in on that that breakdown? I think I think I think I lean point guard honestly. Okay. Just just the like the break glass in case of emergency ball handler because we the already Teague. know the Bucks. Yes, yes, exactly. Like the Jeff Teague role. Like even 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 last season when they had the insurance big in Serge Ibaka, he didn't play in the postseason. He didn't play at all. So. Like again, it's like where do you want to shore things up? Like if you're talking about ball handling, yeah, the Bucks, that's probably their biggest weakness right now. In terms of like they have they have Drew Holiday, they have Javon Carter. That's it. In terms of like traditional well, point guard. I mean, yeah, but you know, Ingles is gonna handle, you know Chris is gonna handle. Yes, yes. But in terms of like actual backcourt ball handling, they have two. Yeah, but does it matter if they're not backcourt ball handling? They have certainly shown that they do not care about traditional point guards. Yeah, I don't think they like them Outs- that much. Outside of George Hill. Who, again, yeah, is like I, a 6'4", kind of a combo guard yeah. anyway. I don't think they have yeah. a true a true traditional point guard on the roster, is my No, take. they don't. They don't. But I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to shore something up, it'd probably be ball handling. Because I think that's where they're at their weakest right now. Right now, once Bobby is healthy. Yes, once right, Bobby, right like, now yeah. in the immediate. I think clearly the big is the shortest, but yes. they're making it work. Yes, yeah. I go big, and, he, yeah. and even it, like sorry, sorry, Jordan, sorry. but it's like even if you you have the break glass in case of emergency guy in Mabu, but they haven't. So do you do you have it if you won't break the glass? Then what's the point? That was very deep. <laughs> I mean, that was super well, deep. The point is getting a better one. I mean, I think Surge would be playing right now. I think they they relied on Surge more than Mamu. 
what that says about how the Bucks perceive Mamu is not great. But I mean, they, they're going into games with two bigs. I think tonight's game will be important. I think Giannis and Brooke were both question probable. I think probable, I believe. Giannis with his knee thing again, Brooke with um non-COVID illness. If one of those guys doesn't go and then Mamu still doesn't play, I just don't know. Uh oh, we haven't talked about this. Crowder's not gonna play tonight. Sounds like probably maybe not until All-Star. I don't there's nothing been definitively said, just like chatter. It would make sense, I think, to let him yeah. Integrate with the team a little bit, you know, get used to playing with the guys before. And Practice. You, yeah, as much as they do. Play yeah. basketball. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think it'll be like a Chris ramp up where it shouldn't take months. I mean, presumably it seems like he's in basketball shape. It's just not game shape, which is different, but it's less of a thing than like, you know, I couldn't run for months or I couldn't dribble a basketball or whatever else. Like, I don't think it'll take as long and you have this break built in. I think it makes a lot of sense to be patient and bring him back sometime out of that. So they'll, they'll be thin on bigs tonight as we're recording this for the Lakers game on deadline day, which, you know, yeah. who cares? But Jordan, get back to yeah, talking, yeah. Why talking big? about bigs. I think you just kind of hit out. I mean, they were uh, – during the Blazers game, at one point I believe it was – Joe Ingles is probably the tallest person in the court when we, Giannis and Brooke were not on the yeah. floor. Um, Jordan Wara the other night played a little bit of center. <laughs> so yeah, like I, it's not a sexy thing. I would, I do agree with Rohan. Like ball handling, you, I, I would like to see the Bucks value a traditional point guard, even if it is a buyout guy. Um, there's a lot of them we can talk about in a, a second. There's a lot of guards getting released right now, but. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just playing it safe. And I also am just looking at like when it ultimately matters, does a buyout point guard play? There, I like, think, I think either way is insurance to a certain extent. Insurance for sure. And I know Javon is up and down. He's streaky. He's a role player. Um, Careful. I, that might make him request a trade. Sorry. <laughs> he's not a screen sorry. setter. He's no screen setter. He's a terrific <laughs> on-ball defender and a, uh, tied with Grayson Allen for the three-point percentage on this team. Um, I just don't see anybody usurping him. You know I, I mean? agree. Like, he's probably the most susceptible of like where he is on the rotation, but yeah. I don't think he's in jeopardy of. To, to be clear, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't like whatever. If they get a buyout guard, I think they'd have a George Hill role. Yeah. Of uh, like, yeah. maybe they get sprinkled in every couple of games. And to be like, and I think, uh, we, we'd both be in agreement, like a fully healthy Bucks front court, the backup yes. big insurance probably is not going to play either. Correct. Unless like, there's, it's just like, where do you want the insurance is basically yeah. what we're talking about. So best case is both. And they, they do, they have the option, but it's, it's, yeah. it would be cool. I mean, otherwise too, you know, if, if you could incorporate the two ways, I guess, but the problem is, like if you gave one of them a roster spot, but AJ or Mamu, that up, right? I think they can still have to look. I'm I not sure when that ends. Is, yeah, like yeah. the trade deadline is different too. It's in like 20 days from now. Um, anyway, but even even if they could fill it up, th- neither of those guys fill the need. Like they clearly don't look at Mamu. I think as a traditional big. He's really not. Right? He's like a four. He can't really defend fives. And AJ is not a one. AJ is not a. A point guard, he's very much a shoot put puts the shoot in shooting guard. Um, I don't think I've seen AJ Green dribble a basketball. 
I did you see the Chris fadeaway turnaround he hit uh, in Herd Warriors? No, I no. it was in I my sub, it. it's in my Substack. Read it. I saw go it look at that clip. When I went to the Herd game last weekend, and yeah, he's got a little, he's, he's got some in between game. But as we just mentioned, I mean, if he's ever going to factor, it would be next season for the Bucks because wing is not a position where they're looking to add more players right now. Like two, three, four, you're like, yeah, we're good. Like we're we're very good at those spots. It's one and five now. So we'll see which way they go. I mean, I think if if you're relatively 50-50, which I think is fair, I think you probably just lean guard because the pool is so much deeper. I mean, yes. an incomplete list of names, and I'm not advocating for any of, or all of these. Russell Westbrook, John Wall, Terrence Ross, Reggie Jackson. Um, who? There's more. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Like that right there. That alone, and that's probably there's most of the good players. That's like a good bio class. Brent Forbes, not a point guard, but Brent no, Forbes. No, I know, I know. <laughs> like that's a lot of. Higher quality players than you usually see in the buyout market, I think. Oh, for sure. That's that's one of the reasons why I do lean guard is because there's more options, like better options. Like Pat Bev, for as much Will as... Barton. Uh, Will oh, Barton. Yes, a, that was the... Not a point guard. Not a point guard, but yeah. yeah. Uh, like Pat Bev, again, he's not like a traditional point guard per se, but he's he's a guy who's... He has NBA-ready skills, uh, obviously, because he... You know, has been starting in the NBA this season. Starting? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Was he starting? Who? Papef? Yeah, Pat I think F? he started. Yeah, he was starting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Lakers, uh, Russell Westbrook again was coming off the bench for the Lakers. It was having he's uh, was having a solid season off the bench. He's a productive uh, he's, player. Yes. Uh, who am I missing? Reggie Jackson. He's always been a playoff killer. Yep. Always been a playoff killer, Mister October. Yeah, um, with his with his weird dribble windups from half court, where he's yeah. just like he's like skips. I remember when I was obsessed with him when he was on the Pistons for a little while. He was a r- rumor to go to the Bucks at, at various points too. Yeah, he was. He was like a dare. Not not that, you're not saying right now. You're no, not right now. He was like yeah. a guy like. I want to say I remember seeing a rumor, I think from a questionable source that I won't <laughs> name, um, of Reggie Jackson going to the Bucks from oh it was when he wanted out of OKC. Oh, mm. oh long. Do we did we mention John Wall too? I think Wall, so, but, but yeah, yeah, John Wall. John Wall is kind of the I could kind of see John Wall. I think he I, I I'm trying to corroborate it right now, but I I I think I saw a report that he has been linked to the Bucks already. Oh. I think he, has. he yes. the other the other one who's Barton not a too. not a recent buyout is Kemba Walker. He's kind of just been chilling. I think he could he do the team role. This year. He had some effective games. I think I think he's exactly the kind of player who works for this role because you don't need him to play every night. And we know his knee is cooked. I mean, the Mavs said this when they traded for him, like weirdly openly. But I think that's the kind of guy who, if you were like Kemba. We need you to give us 20 good minutes in this game. Kemba would be like, okay. And I think he's just like the kind of guy you want in the locker room who can handle not playing every night. Great dude. Sure. You're, out, you're <laughs> so out on Kemba. Sure. Right I'm, so, I'm really out. I'm out on Kemba. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kemba. You seem like a fantastic human being, but I'm out. I'm sorry. 
Kemba like scored, asking what's like what's Isaiah Thomas up to? He Kemba, did score like thirty four points. This he year. scored eight points per game in his nine games with the Mavs. Sixteen minutes per game. His threes were bad, but he shot fifty eight percent from two, and had two assists to half a turnover per game. That's NBA numbers. And Again, how many games? Nine games. Nice. And I think they just they they got healthy. They didn't need him anymore. It's not he didn't yeah. break down and they got rid of him. I mean, he was like there. He was there to Marcus Cousins. Yeah, ex- exactly. Perfect way to put it. And I think he could be a Jeff Teague. I really do. Yeah, I mean, John John Wall was literally averaging double digits in thirty four games this year. Yeah, and his team gave up on him too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the, here's the real thing with buyouts and why I like the idea of Kemba is I think the Bucks have maybe the most championship equity to offer, probably the least actual playing time, which is going to matter to a lot of these guys. Yes. It's basically asking so. Do you want to have an A on the group project? Not to yeah, yeah. This. It is, but there is no real opportunity. Yeah, so. this is very different than like going after Dragic last year, Marvin Williams, who they actually got. It's like, yeah, he's going to slot right in. These guys don't, and I just I think Pau Gasol. Yeah, Pau Gasol. Oh my god, I think like a, a Reggie Jackson kind of player who is certainly going to be looked at and sought after, or Patrick Beverly. I don't think those guys would sign up for that. And I don't think the Bucks should guarantee one of these guys a role because as you said, Jordan, I think like I'd rather play Javon Carter than these guys because when the Bucks are healthy, like they're on the healthy Bucks, because Giannis is going to handle, Chris is going to handle, Drew is going to handle, Ingles is going to handle. Javon handles a little bit, but he's like a better defender than any of these players, a better shooter than any of these players. That's why he fits on the Bucks. So I'm going to be really interested to see if they do bring in one of these big-name guys and just like what's the understanding like of role? Because I think a Westbrook, a Reggie Jackson, a, a Will Barton is like, do you really want to come and just not play? Because I don't see where you would play every night. Especially for the reasons why they're getting bought out in the first place. Like yeah. Will Barton specifically because he has been linked to the Bucks the last couple of weeks. You are leaving a team, yeah, they're not – they're, we talked about yesterday. They're not in the playoff in playing situation right now. The Wizards, so right? You're not have you don't have a role for them. Would you not like to have a role, but maybe go to the finals and win a championship? <laughs> That's essentially what you're kind of asking. So yeah, yeah. Where do you, where do you guys stand on like Will Barton specifically, like more of a wing type player? Like I just don't know why you do it. Yeah, that's a, that's my thinking as well. How many like? I, I guess, do you slot him in over West? Do you trust him that much? No. Do you want to go more offense in that spot now that you have Crowder? I guess that would be the only reasoning that I would really understand to do it for Barton. Did I did I miss T-Ross getting bought out as well? I think it's been – I don't know if it's Michael for sure. Scotto, Michael Scotto said he's a potential name to head to the bio market. I don't know if they're just guessing. I think that man or, just wants to stream and he does. In he does. Well, maybe, that, is, maybe he'd be a good Bucks option if he's like, yeah, I don't need to play. It's it's notable because the magic the they last never wanted years to. have had, yeah. Rolo was a couple years ago. They didn't buy him out. Gary yep. Harris was another buyout, rumored to be buyout guy that they didn't buy out. Um, so maybe you know Terrence Ross has been there for a while. They want to maybe do right by him, kind of thing. Yeah. So it wouldn't shock me if they didn't be, buy him out, but he he that sounds like he could. It probably it probably does just depend what he wants to do. Honestly, like. I have to imagine the magic are like, whatever, sure. 
Reggie Jackson getting bought out. That one I was kind of like, wow. I, I would have figured they'd find a third team that would kind of want him. I mean, I know he's on a – Who's their starting point? Well, because now they, they both got rid of Jackson and Wall. The yeah, Bones the, Island? Yeah. Oh, I forgot they got Bones. Or did they just start Eric Gordon? And their deadline was so weird. What did the Clippers do? Like, I, I literally – I feel like they took three players they weren't sure about and swapped them out for three other players they should not be sure about, which I guess like – I mean, I guess they're a fringe contender. I don't know how to classify them. I mean, their top-end talent is elite, but they're a middling team right now. But that just doesn't seem like a thing a contender does. Yeah. Like, that's it's kind of weird to just, like, bust up your rotation. I kind of think there's a chance. they're not contenders. I'm just saying that right now. Right? I, I, I don't. I know, like, I think the Clippers, I think in theory, yes, they are. I just don't. I don't know. I Especially after... The Suns getting killed. I think they consider themselves contenders. Well, of course. I mean, Balmer and you have Kawhi and Paul George. I, I would have wanted two-way players if I'm them. I feel like they didn't get any. Bone sticks on like defense. They, they, they had they had too many and they had too many probably. wings though. They needed like actual ball handlers and specialists though, which I think they accomplished. I get. I mean, they traded away two point guards. Yeah, but I mean, the only wing they traded was like their best shooter. Yeah, I guess. I don't. I just. I don't know what it's they accomplished. I don't know what there they accomplished. There is a lot of weird, weird deadlines. <laughs> the though. Blazers. Blazers. I understood. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. The Blazers. I understood. Explain for, it, Jordan, because I don't know what I getting Kevin I Knox think, does for Damian Lillard. They got um, Kevin Knox. They got Kevin Knox. Oh yeah. I thought he's going to the Warriors. No, I think they routed him to the oh, Blazers. Oh, because GP two. GP two. Yeah. So you give up GP2 and Josh Hart. But why are the Warriors giving up five second-round picks for GP2? I think they had to right? pay to get off Wiseman. I think they wanted GP2. Yeah, they missed him, clearly. The Blazers give up Hart and GP2 to get Matisse Tybel and Kevin Knox and Cam Reddish. And picks. And picks. What do picks do for me if I am I have 34-year-old Dame? Or what, well, I, Dame, no, he's not that old. He's not that leaving old. anyway. Yeah. He said he wanted to play with Giannis. That's all I'm saying. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to change your mind, but I, <laughs> I, I know Sean Hyken, who's very plugged in there. Yeah, follow. He's a great NBA follow and Blazers follow. He termed it as they knew that they were not going to win the West or yeah. really make noise in the West. So this was they. They're not timing it for this year to be their year. They get younger, get some picks, get some more flexibility. I, Danny Morang, who's also a great NBA yes. and Blazers follow, um, hosts the Jack Ramsey's pod on Blue Wire as well. Sean is I'm not, I don't only plug Blue Wire people. I saw Danny say the same thing. No, though, basically of yeah. like more flexibility. We're not going to win, but it's like I mean I get, I get that. Don't make the don't make or don't say the quiet powder out loud. Like at least like give an illusion that like we're in it for the. The long haul. And I, I just don't know, is, are these five second round, whatever, and, and a first going to change your world next year when Dame's older and you have to pay Jeremy Grant? And maybe. I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like they're very much stuck, which is tough to do when you have a guy are like they, Are they Wizards West? Except with a better player? Mm. They also have all the ownership stuff going over too. That's a big thing. Yeah, which no, sucks. Is it, is it? They said they're not looking to sell. But that's worse. Mm. They are. I don't know. They, they, said, they, they said they're not. It's it's a – they just want a lot more money than what I think was getting 
Interesting. Uh, which is surprising. So I feel like every other team valuation is like. The Hornets got Mason Plumley. Sorry, I no, mean the Hornets. The Clippers got Mason Plumley. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they have a, a Plumley Zubats double-headed monster now. There was a lot of. They needed a big, so that's good. There was a lot of moves today. Lasers was definitely one of them. I mean, we. I'm waiting to just unleash my fury on the Nets, and maybe this is where it is. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of, uh, let's do it. A lot of moves that were like the John Hammond special of you sign someone or you do something very big and then you <laughs> six months later you basically just like okay we signed Gary Payton to this big contract this offseason he's a, he's back to the same team that we got him from yeah yeah I mean like Miles Plumley esque yes and um the Brooklyn Nets did. I, I just it, it is amazing to me. I we heard for four years this is the team to beat the East is in Brooklyn. The moment that they signed together, even with all the questions that we had about Kyrie, and certainly we have a lot more questions <laughs> about Kyrie ever since then. Maybe we have answers because it just sounds like this guy is not a good guy. Um Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. And it's like all the things that they had to go through that were were self-inflicted by previous regimes. Some of them are on ESPN right now. Um, They do all of these things to trade for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, uh, Jason Terry. Go through this wilderness of not having picks for the foreseeable future and build it a core with literally nothing but the twigs and berries and and just like scroungy for everything. And it leads you to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving through free agency. I know the Durant trade, I think ended up being, oh yeah, it ended up being, yeah, a it, was a, it ended up being a sign and trade. Yeah. But they didn't give up anything very meaningful to like, you upgraded without giving up something significant. That didn't happen till later. But you get all that for having to go through all that. And it literally ended with the one playoff series victory for four years. It is a joke. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to be a straight shooter right here. They need to send that franchise back to New Jersey. They are terrible. Swamp Dragons. Swamp Dragons, whatever it is. It is, it's abysmal. How the hell they have the, one of the best players to ever play in the NBA and they fuck it up so bad. (laughs) So bad. It is insane to me how anybody could think of this as anything but an abject failure. Don't, don't forget, crazy. don't forget, Jordan. They traded for James Harden in there too. Yes, I didn't even get to that point. And yeah, you, you know, I, I've watched the Bucks for, you know, nearly half my life at this point. Some teams are built to, you know, send all of your valuable draft capital for guys that are worth and give you a championship. Yeah. The Bucks proved that. The Nets don't. They, <laughs> Like, I, I know, like, what they ultimately did with Kevin Durant and the fact that they basically just 
now became the fourth team to hoard all these picks, even though they're not as valuable as New Orleans and Oklahoma City. It's, I understand the viewpoint of, oh, well, they, even with everything in mind, they go back to square one with all these things that they can retool and rebuild. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Cause they, it's one thing to do that, the asset management and the stuff that certainly a lot of people look into, or like that's part of the cool part of from our vantage point is that we could talk about like that entryway into it. When it comes to the on the court stuff in the locker room stuff, nearly every controllable decision that they had was a failure from the moment that they signed him. I cannot, it's, uh, it is insane to me. It's insane, but it should not be that surprising that it ended this way. They, they went from Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden to owing Ben Simmons 114 million over the next three years. Including this season, but it's, it, I just, Ugh. I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, like, do you, th- do you think Sean Marks just like lays awake at night just thinking like, what he happened? Duped everybody. <laughs> Sean Marks duped everybody about how well he is at this job because it's one thing to get the players. It's one thing to have them live up to, like to build the culture where you're not ceding all the culture to the players. And granted, one of them, I don't think anybody can say that he could create the culture because he is the culture in terms of Kyrie. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I cannot believe of like all this talk of like, they're the sleeping giant. Oh, you never know. Like if Kevin Durant ever gets back to his post Achilles, you know, that kind of thing of like, what we saw in the Bucks net series. And I understand this conversation could be. He put the fear of God in me in that series. Yes. I I know. I I heard you game three, Todd. Of course. We, it still lives in my brain. We're how (laughs) that series ended can easily change how I'm talking about the Nets, but like Mm. it is still to go through all of that and to end up with nothing. Like he should be fired. It was that bad. And I think the other thing about it is it's just a cautionary tale of like there's a difference between everything everything an org does running through a superstar and that player like actually making every decision. And I think when you cross that line, it's very easy for things to go off the rails. Kevin Durant and bringing in DeAndre Jordan, year one, and they had to start him over Jared Allen, and they traded they Jared fired, Allen. They fired Kenny Atkinson because he wouldn't start DeAndre Jordan for Jared Allen. And then they brought in their guy, Steve Nash, and they demanded he be fired too because couldn't really coach. And, and he was – well, it wasn't just that. He was hired to be the vibes guy yep. because of how things had turned. His clipboard nine was months. Kevin Durant put ball in basket. Like – yeah. <laughs> like I that is just uh, Scott Brooks era or Scott Brooks vibes for the, the, the play and call sheet I'm not gonna lie when I saw when I woke up this morning that Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns and this is undoubtedly a victory for them oh yeah I also did like for everybody that's saying oh the West is guaranteed to Phoenix and all this stuff for the next whatever it is 
We just went through this. <laughs> like, it's not guaranteed. It is Did not you, guaranteed at all. I actually don't know if you saw this report because it was during the day and it got overshadowed by all the trades. I want you to react to this live, Jordan. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I know what this is. Brian Windhorst said, you know, hey, extension not signed. Don't rule out Kyrie going to Phoenix in the offseason, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> Matt Ispia with his, you know, right-hand man, Isaiah Thomas, is going to figure that out very quickly. Yeah. I can, just, you, uh, can you imagine if Kyrie and KD just team up again? <laughs> Chris Paul sign and trade. I mean, it's certainly plausible. It's certainly possible. Good Lord. Um, yeah, I think the Suns have a really good shot to win the West. I don't think it's guaranteed. I mean, I think I think they they should be the favorite. Yeah, and they are. Of course, I mean, of course, they were always going to be the betting favorite because that's how you make money yeah. is get that team on top of the list. But this doesn't solve their rim pressure issue, which I think maybe it just doesn't matter. But I'm still interested to see. I mean, for all the Kyrie off court stuff and Harden playoff stuff, those guys I think were better fits because they got to the rim a lot. I mean, both of them, yeah. So. And I think the Warriors were such good shooters and they moved off ball. The Suns, like, they just never get to the rim. And I think they're still not going to get to the rim. I mean, KD can score from around, but he doesn't drive that much. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a little bit of a weird fit. I mean, they have all their pretty sets and everything, but. uh, I don't think it'll be a weird fit because KD fits anywhere. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no system in which KD does not fit. But I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's, it's easy in theory to just say like Chris Paul and Chris Paul, you're not going to be on the ball that much anymore because you're old and not as which good. He, which he hasn't. He's been struggling this year. Yeah. But he's, he's rounding back into form. I mean, they need him to be something. I, we don't have to do a whole Suns thing. I think well, I'm sure we'll do a playoff preview of some of the big West teams, but yeah. I, I think by no means are they walking into the, I mean, the West right now is, is pretty damn tough. I mean, a lot of upgrades across that conference. I think too. Even without like a premier, who's their best wing? Def- is it Tory Craig? Is yeah, like yeah, kind of glue. Guy? They have no bench. Yeah, um, uh, Darius Baisley. And that's actually I want to do this quick. There's two I think in the running for the most inexplicable, not inexplicable, but just meaningless traits. They're both the same salary. One is Suns oh. get Darius Baisley. Thunder get the homie Dario Saric in a second round pick. The other one. I think this I think I freaked out when I saw this when I did a playback earlier today. The Hawks get Garrison oh, yeah. Matthews and Bruno Fernando. And the Rockets receive Frank Kaminsky, Justin Holiday, and two second round picks. Little payroll slash after the Hawks added Sadiq Bay earlier. But I was just like, What? Those four players? Why? Um, but yeah, the, the Suns have Darius Baisley now, who does indeed exist and play basketball. I don't think uh, a lot of the West contenders, Nuggets, uh, Grizzlies. Grizzlies did a move. It wasn't the move that I think a lot of people were expecting. Cause yeah. Besides, besides lost his fastball. Mm, yeah. Um, I just went total Bill Simmons right there. God, I'm becoming the man. Damn it. Um, Nuggets, I was very disappointed by it. Why are you trading three second round picks for Thomas Bryant? Who. Apparently was mad that his minutes go down. Yeah. So he wants a trade. And now he's behind Jokic. Who has Nikola? Good one, T.O.B. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I they just call him Thomas O'Brien. They should have gotten Johnny O'Brien. They would have been better off than this. He would have complained about his Former Nugget, role. too. They yeah, are? former Nugget. Uh, uh, LSU, yeah. One of the best two big men on an LSU ever. Yeah. The other Shaq. So it's Thanks. not. But he's one of two. <laughs> one of two. Yeah, I just. Are we, I, are we not counting Ben Simmons? No. No, we're not. We're not. I'm just. Putting that right there. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't know research. There may be a lot of other big men out of LSU as well. But. <laughs> I just, I was kind of underwhelmed. I thought they were, they needed a wing defender and they didn't. They gave up bones for second round picks. And I was like, are you not contending? Like, I think I, my thing with the bones situation, because I'm plugged in. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I felt like that was a rug that got pulled out from under them. And they didn't know what to do. They should have unpulled it. They should have stood firmer on that rug. They should have placed the rug back under them. I mean, I just think, does he want, is he unsatisfied? Are they worried about playing him? I think Lowe said this, like they don't know if they can play him in the playoffs. It felt Brogdon-esque to me. And I think Brogdon's better than Bones. But it's that kind of move of like, and midseason, I think it's probably even worse. But it's like. It's definitely worse. Than you shouldn't just like give up for just seconds. That may never help you do anything that meaningful. Like I think the upside there was just a little too much for what they gave him up for. I think the Clippers were like, that's all it takes. Sure. I mean, we'll, we'll take him for that and see what happens, which I think is the right approach. And yeah, Devon Reed in seconds for Thomas Bryant is like, okay. So you gave up a young guy with upside, imperfect player, and you get Thomas Bryant, who was available for like a vet min. Very weird. Celtics. What's, yeah, let's talk about the Celtics say, and Sixers. We should. Yeah. The teams that are going to matter more to the Bucks. Very underwhelming. Yes. Rohan, what were you going to say? I was going to say just the funniest trade that didn't happen was Furkan Korkmaz getting traded after your request. <laughs> Don't forget Fast PP. Oh, yeah. Fast PP yeah, requested true. a trade. I'm, too. I'm kind of hoping, you know, is the chemistry on those squads going to be ruined because of the Furk and Fast PP not getting their trades, requested trades? We'll see. TBD on, on if they'll be ruined. I liked Muscala better than McDaniels, uh, respectively, for those two moves. I think neither are huge needle movers, in my opinion. Like the Sixers, they get Jalen? Yeah, Jalen. Jaden is the Wolves one, correct? Yes. Correct. So like a 33 or something percent shooter, a good wing defender, maybe very good, but the kind of guy who it's like teams get these guys, and it's like if you're going up against the Celtics, maybe that helps. He's too small for Giannis, and no one can guard Chris because he just shoots over tight coverage. So I just think those guys probably don't worry the Bucks all that much, quite honestly. Like, okay, not going to have a perfect fit to defend. Um, and also, like, didn't you give P.J. Tucker all that money to kind of do that? I guess P.J. defends bigger, but I, I don't know. Muscala, I think, is a good fit for the Celtics. I think he's better than Mo Bamba, who I think they were sniffing around. It's better than Pirtle for the price, which we should talk about what the Raptors did in more detail soon, which is just – Freaking hilarious. But uh, Rohan, what do you think about those two trades? Which one? I mean, did either factor for you at all? I think no, this, they, they don't. Yeah. They don't really. Like Mike Muscala, like he's he's a guy who's not going to thrive. Like I think of all of these moves in the context of how is it going to face against the Bucks in a right. playoff series. That's our lens, of course. Yeah. And it doesn't doesn't phase me at all. Like yeah. Mike Muscala, what is he doing? He's going to have a game where he hits seven threes. That is for sure. Cool. And he's going to give up as many points. Yes. Or more. Yeah. Jordan, if he... Jordan's not sure. It's No, you're right. You're right. It's, it's, 
It's a it's a meh move. They yeah. wanted big insurance. I, I don't know. I mean, it's as, a bit, yeah, it's a very meh move. As we talked about last time, I, I get why with Horford aging, Time Lord, and injury risk. Yeah, the way they the way Celtics people talked about Grant Williams yesterday or today deadline day is they were like kind of trying to get rid of him. They're saying like he's just not been good lately. If that's true and that carries well, in the I mean, playoffs, they were, the Bucks were trying to get him last deadline. I, maybe the Celtics wish they would have done it now. I, I think that's like kind of a huge deal because he was pretty important in the last Bucks Celtics series. It was very like just look back at Game Seven. Yeah. Cleveland uh, was one of the few teams to not have. have I think it was just. Trade. I think it was just Cleveland and the Bulls who didn't make a move. And the Heat. Oh no! And they, the Heat. They dumped, Dwayne Dedman. Uh, Dwayne Dedman trade. Don't. Did you Did you see there was a report that the the Heat had a deal in place with someone? I think it was the Clippers or something. It's, it's fake. For Lowry. It's, oh, is it? No, no, no is it's it? fake. Oh. Yeah, there's somebody okay. photoshopped Bleacher Report and said that. Dad, okay. No, don't even don't don't mention it if it's yeah. fake. Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to no, spread misinformation. It wasn't that bad, but yeah. Um, yeah, Heat didn't really do anything of substance. It was just that's yeah. I didn't. I don't know. And Brooklyn, I, Brooklyn I blows up. I think. Known. <laughs> I I feel like the Bucks, even not factoring in Brooklyn, I think moved farther ahead than the other teams in the East. That matter. I mean, whatever. The Raptors had Pirtle. They give up a first round pick, top six protected for like three years. So that hampers your ability to trade picks, whether it conveys or not. That holds you up. Two real second round picks and Kem Birch for Jakob Pertle. He's a good defensive player. We talked a lot about him last pod. Does not help their shooting issues whatsoever, which they also did not help through any other trades. This is the only one they made and is expiring after the season. And apparently it's looking at 20 mil a year. To re-up. Um, Fred Van Vliet also expiring. Gary Trent Jr., I believe, also expiring after the year. And apparently the report was, and I forget who said this initially, that the Bulls and Raptors, after the Nets blew up, they changed their minds about the East. Did you think that Alex, the... Alex Golden, I saw it. Uh, he shared it. Oh, I think yeah. Jake Fisher said it. Oh, Sham said it on Shams. a live show or whatever it was. Did you forget about the other teams? What? Do you think you're going to become the fourth seed in the East tomorrow? The Raptors fixed one of their many problems. And I think maybe created some new problems in the in the meantime. The Bulls. And there was a report now that like Zach Levine is like super unhappy and has a terrible relationship with Billy Donovan. You suck. There's a clear answer here. Trade him. Do something. They're just like, oh, we're here. Okay. We're going to sell a lot of tickets. We're the Bulls. Let's ride out the season. Get that playoff revenue. Did you guys know Michael Jordan won six rings here in eight years? Let's talk about it. Not much else to talk about. Whenever whenever I go to Chicago, I see. But they don't know if he will play NBA basketball again. Yeah. Alonzo. That's just, that's not fun. But like the the Bulls are in such an array. Whenever, like I, whenever, when I go to Chicago, there's just, their marketing is just like, Signs that say "vooch" on it. It's like that's the state of your franchise. Like the guy you're marketing, Nikola Vucevic. I really like that trade for them when they did it, and now it's just like me too. Oh I was I was more happy that they did something. 
You know what I learned? And is, now they're stuck. They're stuck in mediocrity again because they were they weren't doing anything. They, they do something. Now they're in the same spot, except worse off. It turns out part of the trade was the Magic traded their franchise identity to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where they are. We got Vucevic. Transfer we got scoring. Through Nikola Vucevic to <laughs> you're, you're, Chicago. Welcome to ninth, buddy. Enjoy. <laughs> He's, uh, he's like, I'm back again. That, that's <laughs> maybe it just follows Vucevic. That's clearly bullshit, though. That report that the 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 I mean, maybe who knows the Raptors? They might be thinking, you know, next year and beyond. But like the Bulls and Raptors are like, yeah, the Nets blew up, so now it's our window. What? Or maybe really it's easier for them to the like to make gift the, of like, yeah, like oh, we can make <laughs> our <laughs> now we only have to go through Milwaukee, Philly, and Boston. As I think we it's sit. just, and I think it's just that they and, can make a yeah. make the playoffs. I think that's it. I don't think the Nets will finish below either of those teams in the standings. Is that a hot take? I don't think so. Yes. Like they have good players on their team. And they're like, there's 20 games left. It's not like we have half the season. They like, have like what's their what's their roster right now? Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Spencer Dale Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Johnson. Some of those may be buyout guys. I think Patty I think, Mills, I'm sorry, but I'm not. I think Royce or Patty would be probably the only ones. But they traded a first round pick for Royce O'Neal this year. <laughs> I mean, the real the real mistake the Nets made this year. There's been others. Great, you got to watch the YouTube to see what Jordan just did. But their mistake this year, they should have said Dallas, fuck off. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait to solidify this trade and not get stuck with Finney Smith and Dinwiddie. I mean, they can move them later, but the value goes down less years under contract. They should have rerouted more guys, and it made it difficult that they had agreed to the Kyrie trade already earlier in the week because clearly they thought they had a chance to salvage this. Uh, you would think that's why they did this. And then Matt Ishbia, like, just is like, I'm not going to take no for an answer. And Josiah is like, okay. Like the story of that, how that deal went, it was like, he just kept calling. And it's like, does that work on other teams too? Can the Bucks try this? Apparently with Sean Marks because he, he's <laughs> terrible at his job. <laughs> You're so out on Sean Marks. I love it. Um, I was never in. Yeah, it's fair. but also it's also fair to say that the the Nets don't really have an incentive to lose. No, because Rockets their picks their are picks. gone. Yeah, that is a so good the, point. They won't bottom out. I mean, I think they have a solid team. I think even if the Raptors are better, which Cam Thomas can score sixty points a game. Oh my god! Yeah, I I think they will also be below five hundred. I'm not. I don't. Does know. that put them? Does that put them behind those two teams? That's. I don't know those two teams per se. I just don't think they're going to be that good. No, I don't think they're going to be that good. But I just they, – they already have a lead on those teams. And they're not horrible now. They're a lot worse, but they're not like devoid of any basketball. Like they're, they're a competent basketball team. Yeah. I mean ironically, they are literally exactly back where they were when they were the D-Lo Nets. And they were the fun upstart team. I mean it's now assembled on the fly, but that's pretty much where they're at. Yeah, there were there were rumors that maybe Mikhail Bridges could be on the move, but it's like, no, he's good. You want to keep him? Like yeah. he's now your one of your young core. Like he's the premier piece. That's I mean, listen, I think they did an okay job getting players back, and they were kind of shoehorned into Phoenix. That's where KD wanted to go. They got all the picks. Actually, you know what I found interesting? They didn't get all the picks. They only got one pick swap. Yeah. Why not get all the pick yep. swaps? Why Why not draw? Maybe I agree with Jordan that Sean Marks has been. You're the one trading Kevin Durant. I feel like you should be like, hey, I need all the swaps. Like It's Kevin Wayne Durant. I don't know if you noticed. It's pretty good. 
And, you know, we're getting Mikhail Bridges, fine young player. He's, I don't he's, think... he's under contract for another four years, Kevin yeah. Wendorant. Yeah. And Cam Johnson, who's unrestricted. Like, I think the Cam Johnson return is like, if I were them, I would have rather gotten Aiton, I think, just because he's under contract for longer. And I don't know, he's younger. Maybe not. Maybe you feel differently. I would have rather gotten Aiton. I just think is is they can retain Cam Johnson. He's restricted, but you got to pay him now. Yeah. I guess Aiton's already paid. It's just I'm uh, so happy to be a podcast covering the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I think is what I've learned. They're not going to be the flashy winner, but I think they definitely won the deadline overall. I think so too. They added the guy who's going to factor into the rotation heavily, be a piece. They didn't give up anyone. Uh, who was currently factoring to, factoring in into their rotation, and they didn't give up what they consider to be very valuable assets to do so. Kind of said it better myself. They try to go the Miritich deal as great as that, you know, in theory. A st- great about, trade. Great trade. That that was to me at the time, that was trying to win the deadline. Mm. But it was also assessing where their team was at that point because everything was so new. They you know, go on and on and on. I think they would have played a series for a long, long time and you make this huge jump. Now it's like, we know who we are. We have the culture set. The East didn't get appreciably better. If anything, again, one of the biggest teams that they probably or could have faced in the playoffs is going to fall by the wayside, I would say. Um, so yeah, like that's, that's for me, you know who you are. You don't have to be, make the biggest splash or anything like that. You don't really have to really change who you are any anything meaningful too with Jay Crowder. You can just have him do what he's done always at every stop that he's had, and by God, there's been a lot. But uh yeah, I I I totally agree with Rohan. We have one more thing to talk about. Um it's a long pod. I think it's worthy. But first, Feeding America, Eastern Wisconsin, has teamed up with Bobby Portis Jr. of the Milwaukee Bucks for the twentieth annual PB and J challenge. Bobby Porter is still a buck, not traded. Thank God. He's doing great work on the court and with Feeding America. Why peanut butter and jelly? The sandwich is a timeless classic. A lot of people can remember enjoying a delicious PB&J sandwich after a long day at school or playing outside. And peanut butter is one of the most requested items at shelters and pantries. This shelf-stable protein provides necessary nutrients for children and is great in a meal or snack. Knowing that nearly 20% of Wisconsin's kids are food insecure, donations of peanut butter can help kids with the food and fuel they need for successful days in class and at play. There's multiple ways to get involved. You can host a PB&J drive at your school or business or organization, or you can donate to the cause. A $1 donation will provide seven sandwiches to kids in our community, and all of our donations stay 100% local. To donate, learn more, go to feedingamericawi.org slash bobby. Bobby's been a great teammate at Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. His foundation hosted a mobile food distribution. He is fully committed to helping fight hunger in our community. The mayor of Milwaukee is truly living up to his title and helping those in need. You can also donate $5 at your local pick and save to provide 35 sandwiches or order a kid's meal at Cousins. They're doing a PB&J that comes with a custom Portis headband and Cousins will donate to Feeding America for each kid's meal purchased. Shout out to Bobby Portis. Also does um, like reckless driving ads, I think, for the state yeah. uh, in, in yeah. conjunction with the state. Really invested in the community. So great guy to see stick around for the long term here. What we've got to talk about is a potential Jay Crowder extension. 
Um, yes. This is something we hinted at when the meeting was announced, the fateful meeting. I hope we get details on the meeting. No. You think it was breakfast again? You think it was I, another I, breakfast I, club situation? I'm thinking, was there alcohol? Where are they meeting? going for breakfast? Are they going are They going sweet diner for brunch? Oh, sweet diner is the spot for the bucks. Maybe it was. Well, hopefully, no free ads, but it's no free ads, but like it's a good place. Like <laughs> that's that's a free ad, but regardless. Yeah. Um, so Jordan, you pulled it up. I think the max is like three years fifty. No, four years fifty eight. Four four fifty eight. Four think years. Said. This is a Bobby Marks tweet at no. from I believe when he uh, the news that Crowder was going to hold out the whiteboard. Four years fifty eight point three million that he would be the max that he'd be eligible. Yeah, we don't think he's getting that. Maybe, no. maybe the max number. I don't think the max years. Yeah, he is. The um, Jake Fisher had a, a piece like six weeks ago. It was like mid six weeks ago, mid January, where he talked about uh, as a siren just goes off. Yeah, I was gonna say, whoa, um, trade alert. <laughs> Jay Crowder wanted a PJ Tucker type deal, so three years, thirty three billion. With incentives, I think is PJ's deal. Basically, mid-level kind of guy. That's what he wants with a couple more years, I would imagine. Yeah. I I think I'm okay with that if he wants to count this year as one of the three years. I think two is the most I want to go on an extension. Two more, tacked on. Two years is fair because it also makes it a tradable contract like yeah. next year. And uh, it also keeps him under contract again for another two seasons. He retain his bird rights. It's I think it's a perfect, uh, I think it's a perfect deal for the Bucks. And is that what Jay Crowder wants though? That's that's something. Maybe you have to go a little higher to make it a two year deal. Yeah, rather I mean, than like like instead of four for fifty eight or whatever, um, you you go like two for like thirty three. Well, they they can't. That's the nice thing about the oh, extension can, rules yeah, is yeah. they're they're upper limited. So, you know, maybe that makes them throw in an extra year. I would just worry a little bit. I mean, I don't know. He's 32 years old. He hasn't had major injuries. So I don't think – and with that number and the cap going up, I don't think it's likely to end up like an albatross. Like I think we've, we'll, we'd see Horace pivot if he had to pivot. But I would prefer two. I think three is not unseemly. Four, I'd be pretty surprised, especially doing it so early if they do it before the end of this season. But I would not be – I would – I don't know if I want to say I would expect, but I would not be surprised to see an extension. And the extension rules are kind of nice in that, you know, they're never – it's never going to be like 360 or something crazy. If he does want an extension, it's going to be a reasonable number every year. Yeah. But that's that's why I kind of think that they're not going to get an extension done this year and they're going to figure it out in the offseason. I mean if he wants PJ money, yeah, that can happen. They got a lot of guys that they would do extension talks to. Brooke. Chris, yeah, that's that's true. He fact yeah. that's it's a interesting off season. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's it's probably like they didn't give Chris or Brooke an extension this year. It, how is that going to go over yes. if they give Jay Crowder mm. an extension mid season? It's a good, it's a good point. I guess they better extend all three of them. Yeah, that works. For me. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> that works down. for me. Give everybody think, one uh, more year yeah. at their current salary, and let's just see what happens in 24 when they have three tradable draft picks. Yes, uh, that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting time. And also, oh, also, we didn't mention Bojan didn't get traded. Yeah, the Pistons no. actually held their ground. Not surprise! They went and got James Wiseman, which when you can go get Big Jim, you have to do it. Yeah, especially when you have Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart. 
Marvin Bagley, who they just signed to a three-year fully guaranteed contract in the offseason. God, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they their trade was straight up Sadiq Bey for James Wiseman? Uh, three, three team. But th- that's what they – that was the, the, their the, the, part of it. That's what oh, the yeah, Pistons yeah, did, yeah. 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 They didn't get picks, right? I don't believe so. I'll check right now. I saw Lazarus put this out, last, last chance on Twitter. Great follow yeah, Troy Weaver's seat is officially warm. And Laz has been on board. But I, I think early on it was like, yeah, he bets on guys. That's that's fun. That's fine. These bets don't look very good. And he keeps taking them. And at a certain point, like, you really need to be, you know, winning bets if you're taking bets that look like bad trades at first. And they're really not. Like, Bagley doesn't look very well, good. Especially now, like, you're cutting into your core. Like, Sadiq Bay was a drafted guy. I read he also tweeted out something from James Edwards. Yeah. Um, and his analysis of I read that. Trade. Yeah. That was kind of interesting how their own evaluation of what they felt like they wanted out of Sadiq Bay didn't really jive with what he wanted out of himself. But which... the thing about that, though, is, like, mm. isn't that a team that should be open to him doing more and expanding his game? They you suck. They stink. They're horrible. And like, they don't have their star guard yeah. or wing. Yeah, it's not like, you know, Hayes and, and Ivy and Cade all look great and Sadiq Bey is hijacking touches. I mean, they're kind of a basketball junkyard. I thought that was a little weird as well, that they were like, we just want him to shoot threes and he wants to expand his game. And I'm like, he's on the Pistons. Why would he, yeah, I want to buy into my role to win 20 games this season. Like, what? Weird. Thought that was and also the the trade by the way was uh, for the Pistons. It was Bay and Knox for Wiseman. Okay, yes. I mean that's also that's... also a uh, uh, if we're if we're crossing off two birds with one stone here if, in terms of box buyout guys. Misic, Vasilya Misic, foreign point guard. Well, that's not a who the Thunder of his rights. Yeah. Oh, they do, don't they? He's not. Oh, yeah, he's shoot. not just loose. I mean, one oh, thing I thought about, I, I don't expect this to happen. Maybe this will be our last thought. Oh, yeah. Bucks have the rights to Hugo Besson, who is playing very well next to Victor Wembenyama right now in Mets 92 or whatever the hell that team is called. Would be interesting. A- interesting. If, if you want a point guard, you want – like the, the Bucks in the last couple of years, they've done – uh, they've usually freed up two roster spots usually, and they'll do one as a bio guy and one as like a foreign guy, or a uh, or they call someone up from the herd. Yeah, yeah. Elijah Bryant, Luca Vildoza. I mean, we didn't talk. Lindell is right there still. Lindell yeah, would yeah. Lindell, you'd feel better about playing right now. Diakite over in they, um, they, the charge. Yeah, they, more so. They, oh, you're talking about guys they they've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Rajon Tucker. Yes, Rajon yep. too. Yep. Lindell makes It'll some be, sense. It does. And he's very – team is very familiar with Lindell. Uh, obviously, he's been on the roster for the last two years. But yeah. uh, he's still in the organization with the herd. You think, uh, you think, he's, you think he's ready, Ty? Yeah, I think, I think he's a good flyer for that spot. I Anyone think, else from the herd you would want to see? I mean, Wieskamp is intriguing, but it's the same issue of like there's no wing minutes. So – it's just tough. And he can play up. He can play a little bit of a four, but that's not helping you that much. Uh, they just got uh, Alizé Johnson, 
But he's like a six eight post moves guy. Like that's a tough fit on the Bucks. He's not a true you know center sized player that I think they'd be looking for. So honestly, I feel like on that team, it's it's probably Lindell. I mean, they have Jordan Bone, who's like a true point guard. I would probably lean Lindell over him for the the guard depth if that's what you're looking for. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, they have Robert. They have a lot of intriguing guys, but I think Lindell is probably the one I'd most expect to get a Bucks roster spot. Yeah, Alex, Alex Atetokounmpo. I am more interested in Costas Atetokounmpo, who I think is oh, back. Get them all in the org. Back in Europe now. Yeah, I think he played uh, Bacha. Yeah, so good team. Mm-hmm. Um, if he did want to come back, though, I mean, that's I'm legitimately would. I mean, there's more proven options out there, but he showed good center stuff with Greece, and again, it's not an every, it's not an every night player yeah, anyway. NBA deal this year too. Yeah, yeah. So I and it, plus it's Costas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Costas. It's yeah. Costas. If you want to make Giannis and Thanasis happy, you know, you, you do it. I, anything to make Thanasis happy. That's 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 how I live my life. Is, <laughs> is is this every decision I make? I'm like, is this going to make Thanasis happy? Rohan's Rohan's he, requesting a buyout to sign with Thanasis on a vet min contract for the rest of the podcasting season. <laughs> Or we, we could do it on loan. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're doing Premier League rules. Yeah, might as well. I think if we're talking Premier League, let's just wrap this up. Let's leave that to people more qualified yep. than myself. But uh, thank you for listening to this episode of uh, GSPN uh, podcast here. It's uh, it's If you stuck around uh, throughout all our trade deadline content, thank you very much. Uh, we're happy to bring it to you. Uh, make sure you check out all of our content at gspn.info. Subscribe to your podcast platform of choice if you're listening to this on podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe there. Uh, check out our Discord. Uh, again, that link is at gspn.info as well as our playback link. Check that out. If you're listening to this day of, we might be in the middle of um, covering the Lakers game. Uh, so, yeah, come on through. Uh, but, yeah, pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.